Hey y'all, it's Brittany again with another episode of the Authenticated Podcast. This week's episode is covering some of the hardships that I've come across in the last few weeks during a time of transition in my life. I wanted to start this episode off with a note from a friend because I get by with a little help from my friends. If you like this episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. This is The Authenticated Podcast. I've had, you know, endless storm cloud periods of time. I spent all of 2019 in a horrific lawsuit getting ripped off the entire year before. Like, I've had storm cloud periods that literally last years, like actually over 12 months. There's breakups and there's moving and there's deaths and there's always, always things like this that are happening. I actually think I know what's happening for you. (laughs) And that sounds very crazy and woo-woo and esoteric. And I kind of have goosebumps thinking about what's happening for you right now. Um, And I think it's really pretty beautiful. So I tend to think about this one specific animal slash insect, and it is a butterfly, right? So the cocoon process of a butterfly is horrible for the insect. It's incredibly painful. Their entire body changes. Breaking through the cocoon is a nightmare. Like, and then it becomes this beautiful butterfly. And that's super cliche, I know, but very true. Like, you just have to go through these things. So what's happening for you right now, anytime there's a storm cloud, it just means tremendous growth is happening under the waves, right? So what you're dealing with externally right now in your life is the waves. It's like super rough, rocky waters, the ocean's going nuts, right? But just a few feet below that is like super calm, crystal clear water with fish swimming around and everything is good, right? But right now you're in the thick of the rocky waves and you're trying to get to some other depth that you haven't currently reached. So you're going to reach a depth within yourself that you haven't experienced before. And that's awesome. Hi, friends. I hope everybody is having an awesome day. I didn't prepare any notes for this episode and I didn't prepare specifically what it is that I want to talk about in detail. However, I just felt like I wanted to chat with you guys about um, what's been going on in my world as of late. There are a lot of moving parts in my life right now uh, that I have obviously chosen to make these decisions and I kind of knew that in doing so, I would have to organize and just kind of deal with the ebbs and flows of what those changes mean. And I think that it has really challenged how I manage stress and really challenged my ability to take what is thrown at me and try and find the lesson behind all of these roadblocks and all of these challenges that have been coming my way. I always consider myself to be someone who makes it rain lollipops and raindrops to the best of my ability as often as I can. I believe in the power of positive thinking I believe in the power of positive energy. I believe that the law of attraction is something that is real, that where you put out good energy, you will get good energy back, Um, that when you put out thoughts, those thoughts can become realities. 
And I feel like in the past two weeks, my beliefs have been extremely challenged just due to the nature of some of the personal roadblocks I have been hitting. And I have to say how grateful I am for my friends because I have some of the best, smartest, and readily available friends out there. I don't know what I would have done without them. You know, most people learn from school and work and reading and movies and television. And I learn from my friends. There are so many things at my age, which again, which I mention every episode is 33 years old, that I thought I knew about that I now realize I don't know everything and I don't know these pieces of information that are important to learn somewhere along the way. And you don't know what you don't know. And I think for me, the last two weeks has been getting constantly hit with things I didn't know that I didn't know. And how I was managing that initially was not the best. I was allowing it to stress me out. I was taking on the challenges and interpreting them as stress. And then what ended up happening was a big pile of stress just kept growing and growing and growing because all I was doing was focusing on what wasn't happening and not focusing on what it meant. Why was this happening to me and what is the lesson behind it? And I think it's extremely important to always find the lesson behind the things that are happening in your life, both positive and negative. To give you guys just one example, because I really don't want to dwell on the specifics of what my life has looked like the last two weeks, because I'm sure that other people in the world are dealing with a lot greater issues than what it is that I've come to terms with. However, it's all new things. So I think new is scary. And I think that I've had to figure out and navigate how to cope with these happenings and what I need to be doing to fend off negative energy so that all of these things coming my way I interpret as a lesson and not an attack and not a, you know, what is the universe doing to me? Oh, woe is me. Because the more you woe is me, the worse it gets. I don't need to be a victim. I just need to understand that these are just lessons that life is throwing me at 33 years old that I should probably delve into learning anyway. On that note, I'm not the best with numbers. I'm not the best with cars. I'm not the best with line of credits and loans. Like up until a week ago, I had no freaking clue what any of that stuff meant. I've never had to borrow any money because I'm a good saver. I'm also cheap when it comes to spending my money that I've saved because in this kind of economy, I find it's extremely hard to save money. And so if I have money, I'm going to keep that in my bank and admire it while it's there unless I have to spend it. I also just consciously feel like I always want to have a pillow to rely on. And to be honest, no one teaches you in school how to manage your money or what the do's and don'ts of your visa are when you first get a visa and how that might affect you in the future. And 
I was never taught any of this. I don't know why. Maybe some people were, but I personally was not. And my parents, when I was growing up, would often argue about money. And that's the only memories I have of learning about money is that it's evil, that it can tear people apart, that it can put them back together. When money's good, life's good. When money's bad, life's bad. And I really just don't like to feed into that energy. Money is money. It is what it is, and I don't like for it to become a thing that tears people apart or makes them argue, and even couples and relationships. I always hear people fighting about, oh, you owe me this or you owe me that, and I just try to actually run from the issue. However, the issue has kind of slapped me in the face the last week. Um, I have to buy a car to get around and do some of the new projects that I've delved into involving myself with. And I haven't had to have a car since 2012. So I haven't had a car in eight years. The very first car I had was an awful experience. I got it off of a guy who was selling his car on Auto Trader as an independent seller. And when I went to buy the car, I went with my mom and we both didn't know anything about cars. So we didn't think to look the car over. We didn't think to give it like, a run through or what might be wrong with it. I thought I was super cool because it was a Chevrolet Cavalier convertible, right? To me back at that age, I was like convertible. This is so cool. It might've even been, I'm going to say it was maybe 12 years ago that I had that specific car. And I always had this idea that driving around in a convertible makes you look so cool until I owned the convertible and realized there's nothing cool about it. My hair would blow over my face and blow sideways. I'd have like a Donald Trump comb over. I didn't look good in the car at all. I couldn't even see the road because my hair would just be like blowing all over my face, just like a face mask of hair. And then you eat bugs. No one tells you about that. So when you're driving even a speed of 20, it's just like, oh, I just ate a mosquito. Oh, there's another fly. Like no worries about lunch. I already had it. Creatures have been flying into my mouth all day. It's just a disaster. It's the most unattractive thing to drive a convertible after I've had one. I'll never get one again. (laughs) But the actual foundational issues of the car, not the physical issues, uh, the car was not a good car. It was unreliable. It had issues with the gauges. It was a good first car, but would I ever go through and buy it again? No, I spent way too much money on it for what it was. And it didn't last long because I got in a life-threatening car accident, uh, which completely turned my car into scrap metal. It was just basically my seat and the passenger seat that ended up not being squished into the car. Um, So that was kind of a, a blessing that I got through that. But obviously the car didn't make it through. And I didn't have a car for a while after that. And one day my grandpa decided he was just going to drive his old burgundy Toyota Corolla up the driveway and leave it for me in the driveway for free. And he said, I just don't want this anymore. And at the time, I didn't know how reliable Toyota Corollas were, but I do know that out of all the vehicles, they are the ones most known for lasting extremely long. They have very easy to replace parts, affordable to replace parts in comparison to other brands, and that they last crazy kilometers. Like you can hit past 500K and the car is still reliable. So that was actually a fantastic car. It was just old at the time I got it. I thought it was kind of ugly, but that's fine. It's a car. It got me from point A to point B. 
it got me everywhere it needed to go. I think I had that car for three years, maybe four, and it was very reliable until too many parts started going on it. It just became a bit of a financial burden. And so I happily sold that car to a buyer for $500 versus getting just scrap metal for it. And he was an, uh, an auto mechanic and ended up flipping the car, making it nice again and giving it to his wife. So all worked out there, but then I basically have not had to buy a car since, and it has been amazing not having a car because living downtown Toronto as I did, I never really needed a car. I would always take transit, and then if ever I wanted to visit my friends, all of them, ironically, or most of them are outside of the city now, so I would just rent a car for the weekend and go visit. Um, the side I miss about having a car is the fact that you know, it's inconvenient when you want to see your friends that live far away. It's inconvenient when you want to visit your sister or your brother or your family who lives outside of the city. And it's expensive for road trips if you want to just rent a vehicle every time you go on a road trip. And I'm famously known for going on those quite often. And so I've come to a crossroads where I need a car again. And it has been um, an experience. I'm going to remove the negative connotation just so that you know, I can retrain my brain again to realize that this is all happening for a reason and maybe it was so that I could learn how to be an adult and what comes with that. And so I've decided this time around that I'm not going to buy my car outright like I have with my previous car that I told you guys about, um, that I'm going to because I've been spending so much money lately on some big changes that I've been making and some businesses that I'm working on. I just don't want to be spending money on a car. And so my opportunity to have a cheap old car that was given to me unfortunately fell through due to family circumstance. And so now I'm having to think on my toes about how do I do this? How do I get a car? And it has been an experience. I have uh, had some unexpected situations occur as an example uh yesterday morning I called my banker all excited because I had just spent so much time talking to my lovely friend Jen's husband Aaron who took an hour to an hour and a half on the phone with me explaining what it means to loan money to get a vehicle and also all about financing because until yesterday or the day before I had no clue what financing meant Every time someone tried to explain it to me, I would get so overwhelmed because I was like, what do you mean? I don't know what interest rates mean. I don't like, this is just not my area of expertise. I'm a people person. I'm not a money person. I'm good at saving, but I don't know anything about interest rates. I don't know anything about loans. I don't know anything about car payments. I don't know anything about this because I've never been there. I'm 33 and I've never had to learn about it. I've never owned a home. And so because these are things I've never had to confront, life is throwing them all in my face at one time in many different areas. Aaron helped me to learn all about, and my dad as well, helped me to learn all about um, financing a vehicle, what that means, and basically loaning money from the bank. And once I figured it all out to the best of my ability, I'll still say I'm a bit of a rusty nail. I decided, okay, I know enough to actually start doing this now. So I call my banker and I'm all like, yeah, I know all about the 5% interest rate. Like at this point, I'm just know-it-alling it. And I'm like, yeah, I can't wait just to get all this loan and then I can go pick a car and bingo bango. And nope, that didn't happen. So she called me back 
four hours later and told me I got declined. And I started thinking to myself, how is it possible that I could get declined for a loan? And if I'm being honest, I asked for a $10,000 loan. Um, I make great money in my job. I have a great title. I have savings. And as far as I know, I'm an A on the scale of visa people. So there's A, B, C, D, E, and F, and I'm an A student. So I can't quite understand why I would be declined for that. And she said to me that they don't tell you why they're declining you, but something on my visa history was affecting my credit. And then I said to her, well, how does that work? Because if I'm an A student, which you just told me, then why would they decline my request for this borrowing of money? And she said, well, your visa keeps track of the last seven years of the things you have done. And if there's something on your credit history that shows that you may not be trustworthy with your payments or whatever it might be, then that will be reason enough for them to decline you no matter what your score is now. And I have to tell you guys, it was a setback. It was, I was like, she can't tell me what's wrong with my visa, but I'm getting declined. And so now we're in this back and forth where she's going to chat with them, find out what it is, see if they will in fact change their mind and accept me, see if in fact it's a mistake on their end. So I'm kind of in this limbo place. But being in this limbo place has taught me a lesson. And that lesson is that when plan A doesn't work, think on your toes and figure out what plan B is and learn about it. And then think about what plan C is and learn about it. Because if you put all of your eggs in one basket, you will overwhelm yourself because you will feel like you're stifled, like you only have one option. And there is never only just one option. There is always a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. And the lesson that I realized just this morning that has come from this is, okay, worst case scenario, I get declined for what I've asked for and that maintains. I've learned that I need to be more aware of visas and what affects them and I can use that moving forward. And now I might find out what affected me so that I know not to do it in the future and I can't dwell on what is, all I can do is make it better for the future. The other learning I have behind this is don't sweat the small stuff. There is always another option. And so I started networking with my smarter friends who knew about cars or who just recently bought a car or who have worked with cars or who just know these things. And they completely calmed my anxiety about what I didn't know and further educated me on alternatives. So like I said, my friend Aaron and also my friend Sarah, who just bought a car, um, Aaron told me that I can actually go the route of credit unions, example, like Meridian. And credit unions aren't as strict as mass corporations like banks. And so credit unions will actually be more likely to overlook any kind of glitch in your history of your visa and they more so focus on the current status of your visa therefore more likely to not decline you and approve you for the loan that you need so now i know okay if this doesn't work after i hear back from my banker i will always have a plan b and that is the credit union if for some reason the credit union declines me Aaron also let me know that I could go to the dealership, but it's more so of a last resort because they charge you the higher interest rate. So if that doesn't work, worst case scenario, 
I go to a plan C of actually going to the dealer, having them approved so at least I have the vehicle. And yes, I'm gonna have to put out more cash for what I didn't know and the mistakes that happened in my past, but this is why I'm a saver and it is what it is, right? The other thing is my boss, Sarah, was extremely helpful and said, you can also take out a line of credit. And I said, I'm 33, I know what that, like I've heard that before, I have no clue what it is. And she's like, I've been taking them out since I was 20 years old. I took out $5,000, it's basically just emergency cash if something happens. And I said to her, that's crazy, this is the first time hearing of that and my whole life I've been creating my own emergency fund. So I've never even borrowed from anybody, I've never learned that I had that option until today and so she told me that if all else fails you can go to the bank and borrow a line of credit and because what i'm borrowing is so small of an amount i shouldn't have any issues and they don't lend it to you based on your credit and so even if something you did in your past did affect your credit and you're just learning that now you still have the option to borrow money from the bank and use that towards your car and pay it off and these are just things, you guys, that I didn't even know were options. And what I was doing was worrying about hypotheticals. So I sat at my house for the last couple of days just stewing over what wasn't happening and creating these scenarios in my head that hadn't even happened in reality to resolve. And that was creating anxiety within me. So I was sitting there like, well, what if I can't do this? And what if I can't get that? And what if I get declined here? And what if I get declined there? Versus what can I do? Where can I go? Who can I talk to? And I think the important lesson here is that no matter what is going on around you, the storm around you, if it's someone sick in your family, if it's you're dealing with COVID, if it's that you're dealing with financial burdens, you're a single parent taking care of your four children, you're going through a breakup with your boyfriend, you're in a narcissistic relationship, you're going through a hardship with your friends, do not forget that there is a lesson behind everything that is happening to you, that the universe is teaching you so that you know better for the future and you can become more aware in the present to help set yourself up when that happens again. And these are all issues teaching you how to resolve and think on your toes. And there is nothing bad about learning, even if it stems from something that's not ideal. And so I appreciate you allowing me to vent with you, to you, for you, however you may perceive this. And this is why I podcast because we are all in a situation where these things happen to us on the day to day and it's very good therapy to talk to each other about it because you're not in this alone. You don't have to answer all the questions yourself. There is always someone readily available to help you and really, really use those people to help you in life the same way that you can help them in other areas. I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend to come and everybody just be kind to one another, see the sun behind the clouds and have a fantastic day today. And I will record my next episode with you guys 
from the vehicle that I will get one way or another.